Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the number one international bestseller called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Today on the show, I'm pleased to introduce you to my new friend, Jimmy Mack. Jimmy is a renowned medical intuitive and spiritual life coach who has taken, completed, and even mastered a variety of healing modalities. After a near-death experience, he was shown and developed a simpler way to create healing and profound changes, now known as My Liquid Fish, Change Made Simple. He works with clients in person, on the phone, and even over Skype worldwide, accessing energetic powers and co-creating changes that you can actually feel. Jimmy is the author of several books and audios and is the host of his own radio show called The Jimmy Mack Healing Show, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time. Jimmy Mack, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, Live, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a big deal that we get to talk to each other. I've been following your emails and some words of inspiration, and I think you're pretty cool. Oh, well, thank you. You're sweet. Yeah, and uh, that's well-spoken as far as change you can actually feel, because now you know what I'm talking about. So I do, yes. Just before <laughs> our show, I had a little stress, and, uh, well, we can t- get into it a little bit more uh, during the show, but you, you talked sure. me through some uh, pretty powerful energy Changes. Yeah, pretty cool. But well, let's talk a little bit about you, sure. where you came from, how you grew oh up a little God. bit, and if, yeah. is this something you were already always interested in? And I, you know, I'd love it if you'd share about your near death experience too. Yeah, um, fastest way I could even tell it was I, I grew up middle class America, and uh, my father was actually in the medical field, and I grew up Episcopal. Robin Williams, the late comedian, calls it Catholic light. So that's kind of what I, was, I experienced and was an acolyte and really into all that. And I thought, well, these people are pretty smart. They're all doctor, lawyer, Indian chiefs, and the place is gorgeous. So this must be all there is to it. But, of course, as a teenager, I started to explore astrology and numerology. And I would go to all the intuitive churches and seances and psychics and all wow. that. Yeah, I fell down that that hill real fast in the rabbit hole and loved it. So mm-hmm. then off to college and I just did an enormous amount of healing modalities. Uh, just really fascinated by it all and took a lot of different courses. Uh, theta healing, reconnective healing, um, matrix energetics, UN method, access consciousness, uh, the list goes on and on, you know, Reiki work, uh, of course, remote viewing, shamanism. Uh, I mean, I could spend the hour talking about all this stuff. Oh, wow. Gotcha. Yeah, and so that led up to, and I saw a lot of clients in the meantime. I work on people um, privately, and then of course uh, over phone and Skype worldwide, and um, you know all that was chugging along. But I got really sick. I was actually at a healing seminar. It's been over a decade now, and um, I actually had uh, what I think now was just food poisoning. But at the time, they said, you know, you don't get your gallbladder out, you're going to die. So. They took my gallbladder out, and uh, I remember that, counting backwards. A cute nurse said, count backwards from 10. I think I got to 9. I was on the Michael Jackson milk, you know, and so you just everything's gone, and you fade to black. So they did laparoscopic surgery, took out my gallbladder, and I remember waking up and recovering, looking at a 
what had to have been a doctor or surgical tech in front of me and he's doing thumbs up thumbs down you know like how do you feel it's like you know of course you want to do thumbs up right right like oh my god i'm barely doing thumbs up and so but then i thought i was okay and i was in my my little room and recovering and uh just one slight problem with all that it was my uh, oxygen saturation was about nil and so I was really having trouble breathing and very labored, and uh, it was just a freaking disaster. And next thing I know, I had about every chair of every department come into my hospital room. And so, you know, it's bad times when you've got a uh, surgery there and anesthesiology and internal medicine, and basically the chairs of the departments are all standing in front of you in white coats, and I could barely talk after having that tube shoved down my throat. And, and they said, uh, and I said to I actually said to them, uh, you guys must have really messed up. And they said, why do you say that? I said, because there's no students with you. Hmm. They didn't think it was funny. I thought it was funny. It's a teaching hospital. And, you know, you got to have fun with everything. So I was just teasing them at that point. And they said, we don't know what you have but, or what happened, but now you have basically full-blown clinical pneumonia. And so we don't know if you brought it in with you or something you already had or something had developed and I said no it's I didn't have pneumonia coming in here you know and mm -hmm. so that's for another story but uh, basically they said uh, well we can monitor you here uh, and just see how it goes and try things out or put you in ICU and I told the surgeon I said pretend I'm your brother your best friend your favorite uncle your son what would you do he goes oh I'd put you in ICU and I mm -hmm. said well lead the way let's go right so off to ICU we went and that's really where the magic happened. Uh, <clears throat> you know, there's no doctors around at midnight, 3 a.m. generally. Uh, it's the nurses that will bring you back. So thank God for nurses. So uh, I basically was, um, you know, loaded down with uh, every antibiotic known to man, I'm sure, and IVs and everything else you could do. I probably looked like a science experiment, you know, on the bed. Mm -hmm. And so I specifically remember counting back from nine and going to black nothingness. But when I was so pumped full of drugs and IVs and everything else, I would code out every night, three nights in a row in ICU. And that was magical different. And I never saw white light or Jesus or my brother who's crossed over before me. I was going up into portals of deep inner space. I had very profound mystical experiences. It was beautiful music and sights and sounds. It brings tears to my eyes to tell you about it. Very rich in color. The closest thing that I can even come to to describe it to you is it looked like uh, the Hubble Space Telescope pictures. Hmm. And that's what I was seeing and that's what I was going up into. I could hear angelic sounds and everything else. So that was my deal. And um, so after that, I was really shown and kind of had the whispers and in my ear about the My Liquid Fish part. Infinity is an aid, of course, laying on its side, and Spirit basically said, take off the back left end, and you wind up with this little Pepperidge Farm fish, if you will, or just a fish that a child might draw. You, gotta, you have to repeat that. Sure, sure. Uh, that's basically what I saw. In other words, Infinity... Yeah. Looks like an eight laying on its side, and that's what Spirit was showing me, almost like a gold, uh, two rings put together, two okay. round rings put together. And they would take off the back left side of it, probably about 30%, and you would wind up with what looked like a little fish. Okay, I'm drawing it right now. Yeah. And that, that... So the face is on the right, mm -hmm. 
and the tails are huge and open-ended. So if you think of Earth negative weakness on the bottom left is what we would take and send up into the void, and on the top left is heaven positive strength. And those are the good things that would come back down into us and like almost borders on magic. And those were the things I experienced and saw and you know, got a book that's going to be coming out talking about all that. But uh, yeah, third day they were decided to put me in a step-down unit and the nurse was pushing my bed through the door. I'll never forget as long as I live. And she turned to me and she said, we didn't think you were going to make it. And I thought, wow, what a thing to say. And as she pushed me through the double doors, they had the biggest picture ever. And it said, congratulations, like Susie, ICU nurse of the year. And it was her. <laughs> hmm. I had some really wild, profound experiences. You know, they were just not the norm. They were very magical. So I was in a step-down unit after that. Um, just a nightmare of trying to breathe, of course. And, uh, you know, it took me forever to do that. They actually sent in uh, uh, internists and then they sent in rehab people. And they said, Jimmy, these uh, two beautiful little Cuban girls are going to teach you how to walk again. I'm like, teach me how to walk again? I've only been here like a week. Uh, how bad could that be? Oh, my gosh. So, of course, here I am with my walker, you know. So I couldn't breathe. And so they did breathing treatments and pounding on my back and trying to clear up my lungs. And so it took me several months, even after they released me, uh, you know, to really be able to walk and talk and get my breath back. And so I did a lot of different modalities, of course, working on myself. I did cranial sacral, chiropractic, acupuncture, you name it. If somebody said, you need to try this, I tried it. So just to get myself back online. So but ever since then, it's just been wildly much more in tune, much more intuitive. Uh, you know, things come to me, visions and words and whispers, I would call it. And so that's where I'm at today. Yeah. If you don't mind, just because you, sure. you went through your near-death experience kind of mm -hmm. fast and I had sure. trouble following you. Um, okay. Just because you... <laughs> How, how do I put this? Mm -hmm. It was obviously different from when you were in like a drugged up state. Like you, um, you, yeah, maybe just talk through it again. Cause yeah. I, I think what happened was after I draw the, drew the picture of your fish and mm -hmm. you were talking about the upper left and everything, I, I either zoned out or lost track. And then I thought I was <laughs> trying to figure that out while you were okay. going on about the near death experience. Cause oh, I just want to get it. Cause you, you're somebody who's, done a lot of things mm -hmm. and you've experienced a lot prior to so when you actually did have it was it like a holy cow what was that you yes know? very much so holy cow moment um you know i've had a many years since then to reflect on it and kind of pause and think about it but yeah it was hugely different than when they were giving me the um, milk if you will uh to put you under that went just fade to black Right. Uh, I thing. I had surgery. I woke up from surgery and went back to, you know, seeing the world around us. That was it. But in ICU, I had very profound experiences laying in that bed. It was like I faded out and, you know, I don't remember you know, dying or anything else. I remember just going into it was beyond dreams. It was beyond visions. It was very rich and illustrious. It was, uh, look like the Hubble Space Telescope. Yeah, when you said that, I had just looked That's up some, 
yeah pictures that's lately of that and i'm like oh yeah. cool yeah that's what i was going up into and and honestly that and i went into that every night every single night so oh, okay like, wow, i'm not gonna you know and you know at some point you go hey i don't even care if i don't come back to this body or this experience because it's so horrific right now and my friend at uh, my dear friend would come visit me and he said, do you want your children to come here, your mother or whatever? I said, have you lost your mind? You know, I'll just have to pay for them. I don't want them to see me like this. I want them to remember me how I was, you know. Right. Because uh, it was B-A-D, as my mother would say. What was actually wrong with you? Was it pneumonia? Uh, I had full-blown clinical pneumonia. Okay. Too much anesthesia. Uh, they took out my gallbladder, which is all well and good, but they gave me way too much anesthesia. Oh, yikes. My lungs were shot out, and I just had straight-up pneumonia and couldn't breathe. And so I would lose my breath. And the oxygen saturation, you have to have a certain amount of oxygen in your bloodstream, and mine was just shot out way below normal. So that's how they lose people, and then they're scared to death. You're going to get a clot and everything else. So. Oh, yeah. And is that what impacted your ability to walk and function and yes. all that after the fact? Yes, because anybody that's ever had pneumonia would attest to you that uh, it's brutal. You know, people have walking pneumonia or they've had full-blown pneumonia and been in the hospital. You just It just takes the life right out of you. You can't even function. You can't walk. You can barely talk. You can barely move. It's just like everything is an effort to reach your arm up for a glass of water. It's just, you know, you don't want to take a nap after that, so... Man. And did you see any people when you had this experience? Yeah, my, my experience tell, tell us about that. I was really different. I didn't see my brother crossed over in the early 90s. He yeah. was just, he looked like Tom Cruise, only taller, and you know, women clung to him walking down the street. He died in our home of drugs and alcohol. I never saw my brother. Mm-hmm. Saw a white light. My experience is completely different than a lot of people's experience, but yeah. it was very multicolored, very rich. There was been a, there's been a DVD put out since then of people, a lot of people had the same experience I've had, which hmm. is very unique, um, and that was very multicolored, very rich, very different. Um, you know, so that was my experience, and it was more like whispers, and you felt great comfort in knowing this. You were in a place that was very comfortable, it was very angelic. You could actually hear angels singing, if you will. Wow. You found music, yeah. And the colors are just, they were colors I've never seen before. So it's nothing you would really want to come back from. You couldn't care less about going, oh, I want to go back and be with family or whatever. You're like, this is so salacious and yummy and sexy, cool. I don't want to come back from it's, it's funny. I've talked to a lot of people that have had near-death experiences, and they're different. There's some commonalities, but mm-hmm. a lot of them are different. But the colors that they've never oh. seen before right. uh, and that feeling that it's so <laughs> yummy, as you say, like you don't want to come back. Exactly. You know, yeah. you're perfectly fine just being there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my theory at this point for what it's worth is, you know, um, hey, if you believe in God or Jesus or Buddha or whatever your thing is, that's fine. But, you know, I really feel like um, I believe we have a lot of different, very unique experiences. And you would speak to this more than I would because I've only had my particular experience. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if you are a young kid on the Serengeti Plains and you end up dying there in Africa, you know, I'm pretty sure you probably see elephants and, you know, wildebeest and beautiful mountains and things you're drifting up into. It's not like they're not going to 
you know, see the face of Jesus or Buddha if they've never experienced that. It's not even in their realm of possibility. But right. I think we draw from our life, our experiences, our culture, and what's going on with us. And that, you know, people might describe as the brain candy or the mind candy. And you know, a lot of people would argue that, oh, well, your brain, you're dying. And so your brain is doing everything they can to preserve that. And so that's what you're seeing. But it wasn't like anything I've ever seen before on earth. And it was the furthest thing from being put under for surgery. And how clear of it is it still in your memory? Vivid, vivid, like just, you know, beautiful, deep inner space is really what it felt like. Yeah, I I asked that, Jimmy, because many people I've talked to, even people that have had near-death experiences as a child, and now they're Mm -hmm. in their 80s, it Mm -hmm. seems to them like it just happened yesterday and very clear. Whereas Mm -hmm. other memories are just, you know, like our normal memories have faded off somewhere, but very, very clear. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'll tell you this, it also did a number of things for me. It, It kept me out of being scared now of dying ever. Number one, number two is I don't believe I'm coming back here. I believe I'm going on to bigger, better things. So, um, well, that's exciting. Yeah. And so that was very profound to me. And, you know, I'm just excited about all the way at the door now, sharing that with others, just like you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, and contributing to any and as many people as I possibly can all the way to the door. So, I like that all the way to the door. I've never yeah. heard of it like that. Yeah, that's me. That's how I feel about it. And there is always something on the other side of a door. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And so, so people when, wonder. Yeah. yeah, when that experience was over, did you continue? I mean, you, know, you just did my, your session with me a few minutes before we started. Mm-hmm. You kept saying, they are telling me. Like, who's who's talking to you? Um, I believe that it's, you know, certainly we're all tapped into higher self, but I believe we're tapped into a lot of things beyond that. Uh, it's not uncommon for relatives to show up, for your guides, angelic uh, realm to show up, and also guardian angels. But generally, the movement and things you've experienced that I worked on you prior to the show, it's my belief that it is more Holy Spirit than anything else. And it's more uh, the wind underneath the dove's wings. It's the flower opening. It's being able to access that magic, if you will, that can change everything. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I like the word magic. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. You've you got to get all out of your head and be magical and go see all the you know Harry Potterish movies and those sorts of things because even for an hour and a half two hours you know you can forget about this world for a while and realize that hey something else might be actually possible and isn't that fun right oh it is fun when I was a little kid I loved watching the show Bewitched and she used to wiggle her nose and mm-hmm. magical things happened and oh I so wanted magic to be real and everything I'm doing now and the conversations I have and some of the mind-blowing things I've witnessed it's like it is real yeah. It's awesome. So let me ask you, after that near-death experience, after you healed, did you just carry on where you left off, or were you open to a whole new realm of something? I believe, I believe you just got a lot stronger, you know, much the same as you do chef stuff. Uh, the more ingredients you might put in or the more spicy, we'd say, the more peppery, that sort of thing. So I would say it filled out more, mm-hmm. and it kind of built up momentum almost like a tumbleweed effect. So I would say between you and I and a million people listening, 
Uh, I was a pretty darn good healer before that, but this really opened things up in a huge way. By healing, what do you mean? By healing, by changing things, the power of changing energy around things. So whether it be emotional issues or you know, issues with legal business can be a body issue. We can actually change that if we can harness that energy. Can you give us some on-the-court examples, like maybe from your testimonials, not that you have to read them, but just some of the things that you were participated in and, you know, you got feedback like, wow, that sure. happened. Yeah, I mean, it's under testimonial pages. You know, JimmyMacHealing.com, yeah. Um, that's it, yeah, yeah, and people can read about that for eons. But, I mean, the first one that comes to mind, for instance, I had not too long ago was a girl here locally, dear friend, um, happens to own a diner, and she had a rather large tumor about the size of a grapefruit, and it was an ovarian issue, and she came to me on a Thursday, and I worked on her for maybe a half an hour, and on the way home, she experienced discharge and all kinds of things going on, I said, I don't know what it is, you know, what do you get home, figure it out, I couldn't possibly tell you what's going on, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she had just had CT scans and ultrasounds and everything else and said, hey, you got a giant grapefruit-sized tumor. we got to cut on it. we got to open you up. She had no money. It was going to be like $50,000, $60,000 out of that kind of thing. It was just outrageous. So why not try, right? Yeah. And so then she went through the weekend off and on, had minor bleeding, and then, you know, felt good, felt bad, felt all over the map come Monday. She had an MRI, and uh, then she went back to the doctor's office, and they called her up, and he said to her, how do you feel? And she says, I feel pretty good. He said, well, I'm going to show you this. Here's the ultrasound and CT scan on your ovarian cyst, your giant grapefruit size. You can see all this here. Here's the pathology report, the whatever radiology report and all that. And he goes, and here's your MRI, and it's gone. Wow. So that's when you start to go, wow, right? And so, you know, and he bordered on almost angry at her. Like, you know, he said, I didn't even believe it at first because I thought radiology made a mistake because her name is somewhat Italian, Greekish, if you will. Mm-hmm. So he called them up and said, are you sure you have the right name? Did you send me the wrong report? What's up? And they said, no, this is it. And so... You know, when you have things like that happen, it's nothing short of a miracle. And I would say, you know, more of that, please. So, yeah, exactly. And I've talked to a couple of people in the past couple of years on the show that mm-hmm. have participated in healings, and the stories are, and they're incredible. Mm-hmm. They're just mm-hmm. incredible. Any stories of, um, oh, I mean, emotional healing is not as tangible, but um, I don't know, some kind of an empowerment or something like that. Oh, yeah, as far as that goes, mm-hmm. uh, I've had people that, you know, have had emotional healings and whatnot, but certainly people that might have been down on their luck or lost their job, their house, their family, what have you, and we worked on that part of the energy, mm-hmm. and in a very short period of time, 30, 60, 90 days, you know, they got back on their feet, they got a better job than they had before, they made more money than they ever had before, they stumbled upon the perfect ideal house to rent, and you know, in a very short period of time, 90, 120 days, they were actually better off than they were than when we first started, you know, like like just leaps and bounds. And so when you see that kind of thing, it's very inspirational. And by the way, I'm 
I'm Akon's a pro Western. I'm fine. You know, I'm very Western when it comes to dentistry. Uh, my joke is, you know, if you break your arm and you break water, don't be racing over to my house. You know, go to the hospital. Right. Um, you know, my mentors and friends used to say, if you got something hanging off your elbow, don't call me. Go get it cut off. You know, so I'm <laughs> just go get it done. Right. But the problem is, if have an issue with your elbow, let's just say, and you've been to five doctors and you've tried 10 different meds and you've done all these procedures, you've done surgeries and the pain's still there and the doctor scratches his head and goes, shrugs his shoulders and go, hey, good luck, take these pills, I don't know what else to tell you. Then I'm your guy. You know, then you have nothing left to lose. You may as well try out something that may be a little more fringe or out there as far as changing the energy to see what we can, you know, get away with together in a good way. Mm-hmm. And if somebody does have a um, experience with you, is it something you're doing verbally? Is it something you're picturing energy moving through? Like, what is it like if, yeah. if you can even explain it? Yeah, it's more of what you and I did prior to the show. It's more about moving the energy around. Um, it, it would be on a parallel to apply kinesiology, muscle testing. People that use a pendulum or my favorite kind of clients that are into dousing and their dousers, they're already measuring that energy that's been around for eons, uh, goes back to medieval days, even the Egyptians, that sort of thing. And so you would make every effort to get a yes or no. And then actually what I would do, actually ask spirit to change the energy of all that. And you can actually watch and feel the motion or the change, the let go of that. So people show up to me energetically as wearing a spiritual jersey, if you will, or a windbreaker with all these issues on it. Could mm-hmm. be depression, could be, you know, hate my job, hate my mommy, I'm still mad at dad for when I was five or whatever it might be, or mm-hmm. fear of success, fear of failure, the list goes on. And we would dig out and see if we can get to the bottom line piece of that. It could be a hundred things, but you and I together are going to figure out whatever it might be. And I see it as it looks like the little Chinese fortune cookies where you could write a little tiny issue on there and I got a whole bathtub filled with those little tiny pieces of paper and if we can find the drain plug and pull it then all that stuff goes away and changes so the only thing I can ever promise you is death taxes and change (laughs) better you better embrace some some change yeah and what you had me do just for you who's listening right now is you had me stand up and face north and then there's this is kinesiology i'm guessing right. uh, but different statements i was either uh, what it felt like is i was moving forward my body was leaning forward or it was going backwards yeah and so through it's really sway testing and sway yeah. testing yeah. yeah it's a sway and you actually feel those things and I can't see you, and I don't know where you are, so mm. I'm sort of not pulling you by your belt loop all over the room. You know, it starts to get a little a little wild there. And I've gone so far as to write things down behind people's heads, almost on a whiteboard, if you will, or on a piece of paper really big. And so I'm holding that up to spirit going, hey, you know, show us and tell us whether they have this issue or that issue. And it's swaying the person in front of me I've never met before. So it begs the question, well, who in the world's reading that? 
Yeah. Well, I've done some of the re- some remote viewing and even talk yeah. about that in my book. And it, it, we are so much more powerful than we know mm-hmm. ourselves to be. I, I mean, love- mm-hmm. I agree. Mind blowing. You would you mind describing what remote viewing is? Just sure. I, I can't well, assume I- everybody knows what's in my head. So okay. <laughs> I always love to, but I can't do that. saying that. Well, the, I mean, the remote viewing part would be something where you would concentrate on a particular area. And, you know, you might uh, have lost a ring or, you know, they can't find a loved one, that sort of thing. And so you would actually be in almost a meditative state and maybe ask spirit for signs or words, uh, depending on how you relate to spirit, for, let's say, hints, if you will, of finding that person, place, or thing. So I'll give you an example of that. I had a client out of uh, Florida, and she couldn't find a diamond ring. And she said, Jimmy, is it in my house, in my car? Where is it? And I said, it's in your car. So that's what I kept getting was car. Uh And I said, she said, we've searched high and low in the car. It's in the car. I said, no, it's in that car. It was literally in that car. And they ended up taking out the driver seat out of the car, unbolting it, and they found the ring. Oh, wow. That's when you start to go, well, who in the world are you talking to, you know, and what's up? And... So that's kind of interesting. I worked on another case or place where um, someone had a loved one out of uh, Texas area. It was actually a year ago. It was around the holidays, and they'd lost this particular person. It was a teenager, and they couldn't find them, and they were literally looking for them for, uh, had it been weeks. And they wanted me to help them with that, and I worked on that. Not one of my favorite things to do, but I it was a friend of a friend, and so I gave it a college try, if you will. Mm-hmm. And the person showed up to me, at least, as not being alive. And I said, you know, you're not, you know, this person is not alive. And they were, like, hopeful that he was, and he was used to camping and being a woodsman and that sort of thing, but... Again, weeks went by. It was coming up on pretty heavy winter time area where they were, and you know hopes were running thin. And I said, "Well, they're saying basically you're gonna you know find him in the next five days, but certainly for the holidays, you at least you know one of the worst things to do is to wonder, wonder, wonder." Mm-hmm. I would, many times, I'd rather know the worst than to not know it all and sit there and wonder. Right. Um, so I told them all that. We hung up. Five hours later. The dogs found his body. And so I kept getting five, like it was five days away. So, you know, is it exactly pinpoint, always on, dead on? No. Uh, But that's what I got. So you're going to find him within five days. And they found him within five hours. So, and who knows if, you know, together we all move the energy so that we at least accelerated that as well. And if so, then that at least brings closure to the family. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Um, can, so that's remote viewing. Can can this all your healing help with grief? It really can. Uh, grief would just be more of a feeling issue. Uh, there's so much emotion that traps us. And as you mentioned, believing in magic and wanting bewitched to be real and all those uh-huh. things, it's our beliefs that really stick us. And so, you know, it's almost like, well, if you don't believe in God or heaven and all that, I don't know what you're going to see. You know, I certainly believed in heaven, uh, but not in the terms of which I was shown or in the conditions in which I experienced it. So, uh, yeah, definitely grief, any emotion that's deep, 
I would call it uh, chaos, drama, mystery, intrigue, and upsets of all those. Uh, it's upsets that will really ping us the hardest out of believe, think, know, and feel. I found the categories of feeling to be really sticklers more than anything else. So it doesn't matter about belief or thinking or knowing, it's feelings. So then you would run it together as feelings of upsets about, let's say, grief and passing. And you would want to pretty much clear the person of that and the issue that they might have with that to give them relief. Hmm, That's a big deal. Yeah, I've experienced a lot of pain in my life and grief Mm -hmm. is by far the most painful thing that I've yeah, I mean, yet yeah, that'll, experienced. That'll, yeah, that'll stick you. My brother passed away in early 93, and you know I, I couldn't get off the floor for a whole day. I mean, I just literally was just completely shut down. So I get it. I've been through it, and you know, people that haven't experienced it, it's nothing you and I can describe to them. But you know, most people, before their life's over, they're going to experience an array of different emotions and events that will take them through the gambit of different feelings. Mm. Well, I know with my dad, and I was very close with my dad, mm-hmm. uh, even after the worst of it passed, mm-hmm. it, it took literally, it was like four years after that all of a sudden I felt like the dark cloud that was over me had, had mm. been lifted. And it was really interesting because I thought, well, okay, you know, during that time I was in a good place and feeling better and, you know, I wasn't crying all the time. And, you know, I felt like I got my life back. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until like about four years that all of a sudden there was this clearing that it was just like, what what happened here? You know, it really just felt like something had been lifted. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think it can take. different amounts of time and you know i use yeah. everything i've got but mm-hmm. gosh any tools that can help along the way i'm all for it exactly all for it so what the heck is my liquid fish now i know i drew the picture of the uh, yes infinity yeah. sign and chopped off one the third of one end <laughs> but yeah. what are you talking yeah. about my liquid yeah, you fish? see that is yeah what it shows up as, like I said early on, is it would look like if you can picture infinity, which is an eight mm-hmm. lane on the side, that's yep. everything running in infinite motion, um, so it's never changing and, and always moving. But if right. you take off the back left end, you have open-ended pipe, if you will, yeah. almost like a roller coaster. And the bottom left is where I find earth negative weakness pieces. And you would just slowly be drawing the fish to delete out whatever that is. You would make the motion of the fish. It would wind up in the top left corner and jettison out into the atmosphere, if you will, of that negative belief or thought or knowing or feeling. Hmm. The top left fin would be heaven, positive strength. So anything that is heavenly, a positive strength, happy, happy, joy, joy, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing, you would go to heaven, point to heaven make that fish motion and bring it back into you so and it's all energy and it has to do with that and i've done it for eons now and you can watch it change if you're using a pendulum by kinesiology standing sway testing a lot of people will feel it coming and going different feelings of actually that motion so you'd actually figure out whatever it is that's sticking you let's say grief and then we would find that place where that grief is and it would pull you forward to yes and you would do that motion of that fish starting on the bottom left 
and as quick as you did it, you could feel the rock back to where it was releasing off of you. So it's almost like a vacuum, if you will. I would describe it as going to the bank drive-through teller, and you're putting things in a little tube, and you're surrendering that up to God, if you will. Is there anything we have to do as the client about visualizing this fish? It wouldn't matter. Uh, I'm doing doing it for you. Okay, good. Yeah, when I do... (laughs) I'm looking like, what is he talking about? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm doing everything for them. So okay. They don't think, but for people that want to learn how to do it, I actually send them everything for free. I will send them, uh, you know, an actual uh, audio MP3. Uh, it's an ebook you can read. There's a video. There's all kinds of things you can find on the web about my liquid fish, and that's my thing. So, is that something we can sign up for on your website? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I encourage people to. And um, yeah, they just go to jimmymachealing.com and you'll find a newsletter little piece at the top of that. You definitely want to put your name in, your email address. And so for people that do, we actually send them out a little welcome email and it would be a diagram of that fish. There would be ebooks in there and audio interviews like this one, mm-hmm. videos and things. So you could, I've had world of people actually figure out how to do this and just by that one email i sent them with different links and everything's free by the way you know i like this because i'm a firm believer in you give enough stuff away people will buy from you as opposed to you know i had one person that all she did was say oh you know i asked her a question well if you turn to page 72 of my book you know and it's like just just give and you know i'm that's all I do. And I, I'm all for promoting people. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But I, I do myself believe um, in giving. And, and, you know, certainly people have to put food on their table and have a mm-hmm. business. So I don't have any problem with that. But I do like a person that's a, a giver. And even yeah, at the time we spent on this call before I started recording, I mean, that's who you are. You're a mm-hmm. likable guy. You're easy to talk to. Um, some of your concepts are new to me, so I apologize I didn't get it right away. Not That's that I still it. have it, but you know, but I'll sign up and and look and and things because I'm I'm all for empowering myself and others. And have you kept in touch with some of your clients to see? I guess the real question is, um, when people taste the magic, are mm-hmm. they able? Do you notice a difference in how they are in the future? Yes, very much so. In fact, I, you know, it's very heartwarming, like you said. First off, I don't push things. I've got books. I've got audio MP3s. They're mm-hmm. all over the world. So, you know, people want to get them. That's great. Um, and they want to book sessions with me. That's great, too. I'll help them all I can. But mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, this isn't, you know, forever worship Jimmy Mack. This is definitely I want to get you as much information as I can and show you and tell you as much as I possibly can in the shortest amount of time so that you can do this on your own. You know, it's the old joke of you feed a man a fish, he eats for the day, and you teach him how to fish, and he eats for a lifetime. So right. That's what I want to do. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, it's definitely, definitely a difference. But, yeah, I mean, it's heartwarming because every single day of my life, I get emails of, hey, I had this profound thing happen. It was mystical, magical, cool, and people just go into great detail, and they're very excited about it. Uh, up near you, actually, in the nor- great white north up there, I had a client who wanted to work on having another baby, and she already had a child, and I said, well, we'll do what we can. So we worked on her having another baby, 
in a very short period of time, less than a week, she sent me a cute picture. They were out having lunch somewhere in a big fancy restaurant, a big fancy menu. And around the children's menu was a symbol of the fish, just like my liquid fish. And it was very rainbowish, if you will. So she took a picture and sent that to me. And a week later, she found out she was pregnant. Oh, how nice. Yeah, so that's the kind of thing that happens, and that's when you go, wow, that is so cool. And, you know, I'm kind of, this is Sandra and Jimmy talking, but, I mean, uh, I'm still excited by it all. I still find it fascinating. I find it interesting. It's like my joke is I dare them to impress me. I mean, it's <laughs> So, that's go. bold. Right? I dare you. Oh, that's funny. You know, Richard Bartlett in Matrix Energetics, uh, he used to say at the seminars, if you don't like your guides and angels, fire them and get all new ones. So how gutsy is that, right? That's yeah. great. So, you know, in the face of it, people go, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, that's oh, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, you have to be that wild. You have to be that bold. You have to be that brave. And as you mentioned earlier, which is profound, is you think of even bewitched, twitching her nose, and magic happens. We want to be more like that. I want to lead a mystical, magical life. I don't want to have a vanilla life of then we're going to lunch and taking Sparky to the vet. It's like, ugh, you know, no. I want things to unfold and be mystical, magical, and have, you know, butterflies land on my car and things like that that I perceive as signs from spirit and visits by spirit. Um, just the other night, we were out back getting ready to leave in the car. And there was a little tiny owl on the fence, and he was just loud as loud could be. And my brother always comes to me in birds, and I don't tell everybody that. Mm-hmm. Now you and I, wink, wink, but mm-hmm. he always comes to me in birds of spirit, you know. And so imagine 10 o'clock at night, you're getting ready to crank up the car. And I live, when I say slap dab in the middle of the city, really in the middle of the city. And so for an owl, a little owl to be on the fence post and just, you know, talking up a storm, you know, it means something to me. So that's really cool. And so more of that, more mystical, magical fun for our lives, right? Yeah. And I I think that's one of the reasons I continue on with this show is because I get to mm-hmm. talk to people like you and hear new things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've witnessed things. I've been part of things. I, you know, I've had a, the roller coaster of a life. But sure. when you get a taste of magic, which is, I guess, reality, mm-hmm. um, and, and you see things are possible, it's like, well, what else is possible? And I know, even though it's, I don't remember this 24-7 because I think as human beings, maybe we're not meant to, you know, really mm-hmm. remember all the time who we are. Um, but there are those things that happen that it's just like, Ah, yes, you know, maybe, yeah, when we cross over and go on, the, you know, open the door and go to the other side, mm-hmm. we are these souls. But, you know, we've, we still are those souls. Right now, we just have a human body that's attached to it. And yeah. so, yeah, everything you can experience on the other side of the door, you know, I say you can experience a lot of that here, too. So mm-hmm. to have these cool experiences are awesome. More of that, please, right? Someone said it in a meme on Facebook. It's that if you take yourself too seriously, just remember you're a ghost wearing a meat suit on a carbon planet that's hurling through space. <laughs> well, there you go. I like that one. Right? That's so, I lo- yeah. Yeah, I love those where they have pictures of the Earth, you know, and it's like you are here and it's this little tiny speck in this infinite universe, right? Yeah. I, I like um, 
it's not a meme, but just somebody had once said, you know, if we got into the quantum level of who we are, you know, we might be looking at our hand right now, but if we get into one of the cells and molecules and inside the atoms and, mm-hmm. you know, we feel and we're looking at stuff, like I'm looking at my five fingers on my right hand holding a pen right now, but to mm-hmm. get into the tiniest little atom, if we had a tiny little camera, it wouldn't film anything. All, all that's there is empty space. Right. You know, so we're a whole bunch of empty space with the illusion that we actually are something. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff is magical as well. Yeah. 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 So where do we go next? What do you want to talk about? Your books, your audios? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody can can figure all that out. It's just jimmymachealing.com and you can go from there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've done a lot of different audio MP3s, everything from topics of work, uh, career, jobs, sex, sleep, uh, ideal weight and weight loss. They're all about a half hour long and you would listen to those and they're more like affirmations, that sort of thing. But we're empowering the change while people are listening to it. And the books, any of the books will lead you to My Liquid Fish. So, yeah. But by nature of listening to an audio, so say Mm -hmm. you didn't design a weight loss one for me in particular, but Mm -hmm. is it infused with the energy and all that stuff as well? That Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's for a human body. We'll just say that. Hmm. So, yeah, it can only help. Only yeah, I didn't look too much at that page on your website, but I saw that you had a ton of them. So you put a lot of yeah. work, a lot of work well, into your things. Yeah, they've been very popular and people love them. So I even got a pet healing one you'd listen to for your pet. If you had an issue with your pet, you would get that and listen to that even with your pet. And people have reported having profound experiences from that and pets that actually healed from that. And, again, it isn't Jimmy Maxa, Mystical Magical. It's whatever I've at least tapped into and sampled and brought back, I think, from heaven, if you will. Uh, There's a little magic or a little cotton candy I'm just sharing with everybody, and I'm tearing off cotton candy. And people that resonate with me, like you, go, oh, my gosh, you know, it's awesome. And we're like old friends. And it's like, yeah, we probably had ten lifetimes together. And, you know, we might have been brother and sister three lifetimes ago. I it love, feels like that. That's how it feels with you. It's like I've known yeah, you forever. Well, you know, one of the, I mean, I don't remember Tom Hanks making a bad movie other than Joe and the Volcano, but <laughs> uh, he did do the movie Cloud Atlas. So everybody ought to get that movie Cloud Atlas, and it's a really great movie. And in it, he just goes through five, six, seven different types of lifetimes. Yeah, or spaceman and. You know, he's on a slave ship, and there's just a million different pieces to it. So it's it's really interesting, and that's the way I look at it. Um, you know, we've been in and around all this before. It's many times, like you'd mentioned early on, it's remembering who we are or what is beyond that door. And living the magic is, is a dream. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, what if there was a person that came to you and say they had cancer and the cancer didn't disappear do you think there was another level of healing do you think what what would you say well i mean i've had people like that and certainly in cancer clients whether it's phone in person or skype i mean i've had people that without question were on their way out uh and they might have come to me when they're a level of hospice so at some point you've got to go hey, I'm going to have them feel better about crossing over. I've been there. I can at least share that with them and work on them from that angle. Um, secondly, you want to bring 
peace and comfort to the family that's going to miss their loved one. Mm -hmm. To answer your question on the topic of that, I would say I had a very dear friend of mine bring her friend to me and worked on her for free and showed her how to do my liquid fish. And they'd given her about four to six weeks to live, period, no matter what. They said, you don't even do chemo. Don't worry about it. You know, you're not going to make it six weeks, eight weeks tops. So she learned how to do my liquid fish. And I saw her one time for maybe a half an hour. And she lived for a full year after wow. that. And that was profound to her because she happened to be, I don't remember now, uh, Filipino or, you know, Oriental, some sort of Japanese. I can't even remember. But, you know, mm-hmm. points that gave her distance relatives that she was very close to a chance to come over here and arrange travel and say goodbye and she had a boyfriend and you know she just went through all these experiences that she wouldn't have had if she'd only had four to six weeks so things like that are very profound we never know what we're going to get but i think that's what keeps it really interesting and that's part of the magic yeah and you don't know on an emotional level or whatever um i you know i i always believe there's no harm that can come from any of it and and I've heard one person say that um, they themselves weren't healed they didn't have cancer but they had something wrong but they actually witnessed someone else get healed and and then the power that they had in their life and it opened up a like the question like who was must we really be and it, it like it op- like witnessing a healing opened up the magic for this person for them sure. and, and opened up the um the journey and i think um you know i my subtitle of my book is a skeptic's discovery of life after death jimmy i you know 20 years ago <laughs> would have never thought i'd be a person having this conversation with you now mm-hmm. wasn't open to it i was perfectly positively sure of how the earth and world operated and you know you had to see it to believe it and um you know that's what i really took as the truth so i i think you know, things happened in my life that had me go on the inquiry, and I, I'm sure you feel the same way. Nothing's been more satisfying than, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know, I'm getting a picture of ice cream in my mind. Like, you taste all these different flavors, and you're, you know, looking for your favorite one. Um, you're not gaining weight on this journey, but you look for, like, mm-hmm. you were looking for all the different modalities and learning right. things and then taking the commonalities and, you know, the getting what you get for yourself it's like it's it's a great way to live life mm-hmm. yeah i would t- i would even call that um buffet theory and sampling <laughs> the- <laughs> the- taste the rainbow yeah yeah and so a book i made which is called how to heal yourself and others now mm-hmm. send that to you because you'll really laugh because one of the pictures in it, the color pictures is a giant ice cream cone oh perfect okay so you're already I, tapping into all that is. I love it. Uh, yeah, I know. I love. I love it, and I love these conversations. Um, let's see. Well, our time's going by quick as it normally does, but we have a few minutes left. What haven't I asked you that I should, or uh, what do you want to share? That. Um, Gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say just to give everybody hope and the knowledge that there is more out there than just this. And mm-hmm. you know, I'd always say, "What's for lunch?" That's kind of my joke. Is things you're worried about right now or things you might be upset over or grieving over or the other person's going, hey, what's for lunch? You know, they couldn't care. <laughs> it's They're so true. About, so true. They're going about their own obsessive lives, right? So 
But my message to everybody on point is you do have the power of change within you. You do. There's a million different modalities of healing you could do. And I would never, ever, ever give up all the way to the door. We're going to be learning some new thing. And, you know, I like Louise Hay and what she's done. And mm-hmm. she did everything from ballroom dancing to learning computers to poetry and artistry. And, you know, she's in her 80s now. Every few years, she'd reinvent herself or learn some new thing. And so that's what I would encourage people to do. Live a really rich and full life and do as much as we possibly can all the way to the door. and Just live like, you know, every day is your last and one day you'll be right, right? Uh, that's true. Well, Jimmy, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to talk to you live, Sandra, in the world. That's awesome. Yes. And I have a funny feeling there'll be more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're somebody I'll want to keep in touch with. Well, Jimmy Mac, thank you. And again, your web, your webisode, your mm-hmm. your website is jimmymachealing.com. And for you, our listener, if you go to wedontdieradio.com and click on episode 132, that is the episode with Jimmy Mac. And also, there's a whole bunch of goodies there as well. Click on Join the Insiders Club if you haven't already. And read a free copy of my book and a copy of my audio, How to Survive Grief, is yours. And um, plus some other good things. Uh, I want to thank you for listening. We are approaching the end of 2016 when we're recording this. Of course, you might be listening to this in 2019, but that's when we are recording this. And no matter how many years go by, I think, Jimmy, that this conversation is going to hold true. You know, I think there's always going to be people in this inquiry, and we might have new technology. um, Yeah. But as far as what it means to be human, we'll all be in this conversation. Well said. Yeah, thanks. Well, in closing, my name's Sandra Champlain, and I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio. And I encourage you, if you like these episodes, which I think you do because you keep listening, press share on social media because you never know who in your life needs a little bit of a lift, needs some inspiration. And this conversation today might be just what they need to hear. So I do believe that life is an education for our souls and that your life here on Earth is important. So make the most of every day. Take advantage of everything you can before you open the door to the other side. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.